health IQ is all about making the right choices and decisions when it comes to your long term health. Having a regular checkup and knowing your numbers, knowing what your cholesterol is, is a great starting point for doing something positive and constructive. I'm Dr. Mark Rowe and welcome to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. As a family physician, my expertise is supporting people in the areas of positive health and lifestyle medicine. Join me in conversations that share life lessons, health habits and leadership practices, focusing on positive psychology, lifestyle medicine and ways that enable you to live with more vitality on purpose. Appreciating that when it comes to your vitality, that everything is so interconnected. Episodes will air weekly and you can find me wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course, on my website, drmarkrow.com. This short podcast is all about cholesterol, what it is, why it matters, and how you can leverage lifestyle changes for your benefit in terms of optimizing not just your cholesterol levels, but reducing your risk of heart disease and other chronic health conditions as well. I mean, cholesterol is a fatty substance. It's made in the liver. It's also found in some foods. We all have it. And cholesterol plays a number of important roles in the body. It helps to keep the walls of your cells flexible. It's needed to make several key hormones in the body. When it comes to your cholesterol, it's often a case of less is more. So there are really three or four different numbers we talk about when we talk about cholesterol. And the numbers I'm giving are the numbers that are used here in Ireland and in the UK. The American numbers are different. So if you're in any way confused by the numbers I'm using, just, you know, check it out online or talk to your own doctor. There's total cholesterol. There's LDL cholesterol or what I call bad cholesterol. There's HDL or good cholesterol. And there's also what's known as your blood fat or triglycerides. Now, total cholesterol should be under five. LDL or bad cholesterol should be under three. HDL or good cholesterol should be over one. And your blood fat or triglycerides should generally be under 1.7. Now, if you already suffer from heart disease or you've had you know, a bypass or you've got stents in your heart, then your total cholesterol may need to be a lot lower than that. Perhaps your total may need to be less than three. Your LDL may need to be less than two. And of course, your HDL still needs to be over one. So talking to your doctor about your particular risk profile will be invaluable in terms of best understanding what works best for you. And it's also important to say that cholesterol is just one of a number of other risk factors that multiply together for increasing your risk of heart disease, stroke, TIA, which is known as mini stroke, kidney failure, blindness, and other cardiovascular conditions. And these other risk factors, of course, include smoking, high blood pressure, being overweight, eating a you know, a bad diet, a high fat processed food diet, not taking enough exercise, as well as genetic and other factors. But specifically when it comes to cholesterol, we make cholesterol in the liver and we also get some in our diet. Now, some people are genetically programmed to make too much cholesterol, in which case you may have a family history of high cholesterol. This is known as genetic uh, familial hypercholesterolemia. And in these situations, people often have a very high cholesterol level at, at a relatively young age. And people suffering from this genetic condition 
almost always need cholesterol lowering medication. But again, this is something to discuss with your own doctor. The good news is that for most people, most of the time, cholesterol can be managed through positive lifestyle changes. So let's just go back for a minute and look at the different types of cholesterol and what they are and what they do. So LDL is the bad or lousy cholesterol. The reason it can be so bad for you is that high levels of LDL are prone to oxidation and prone to free radical damage. In other words, they can cause hardening of the arteries. They can cause the the pipes in your body, as it were, to fur up. And a, a diet that's high in saturated fats or a diet that's high in trans fats tends to raise LDL cholesterol. A high amount of sugar, particularly processed foods rich in sugar, can cause your blood sugar to rise quickly, which can cause insulin levels to come out to bring the sugar down, bring it off to the liver where it can be turned into body fat and LDL cholesterol. So, you know, this yo-yo diet I describe of, you know, going through your day with high sugar, low sugar, high sugar, low sugar from eating high sugary snacks. Often this yo-yoing effect of your blood sugar can also cause your LDL cholesterol level to go up. Secondly, HDL or good cholesterol. Now this is really good for us because unlike LDL cholesterol, which sticks to the tubes and can cause hardening of the arteries, HDL actually takes cholesterol away from the blood vessel walls. So it helps to prevent clogging of the arteries. It helps to prevent heart disease. It helps to prevent stroke. It helps to prevent kidney failure. So having plenty of HDL cholesterol is generally very good for your health. And some factors can lower your HDL cholesterol, such as type 2 diabetes, smoking cigarettes, being overweight, not taking enough exercise. All of these can be associated with a lower HDL cholesterol level. Women tend to have higher levels of HDL cholesterol than men, but this can change after the menopause. And thirdly, as well as LDL and HDL, we also have what's called triglycerides or blood fat. And triglycerides mainly come from your diet, though your body does also make them to an extent. And people that have raised blood fat or raised triglyceride levels, they often also have high cholesterol and they may suffer as well from what's called metabolic syndrome, which is a a cluster of conditions, including high blood pressure, high blood fat, high levels of belly fat, raised blood sugar and low HDL cholesterol. So here are the factors that can contribute to raised blood fat levels. They would include being overweight, being sedentary or inactive, having metabolic syndrome or being insulin resistant, which makes you much more prone to diabetes, Uh, alcohol, particularly in excess, the high sugar processed food diet and medical conditions, including an underactive thyroid gland, chronic kidney disease and inflammatory diseases, including uh, various forms of arthritis. And of course, some medications may also increase your blood fat levels. Cholesterol is one of these silent conditions in that you may have raised cholesterol for 30 years or longer before you get any symptoms. And of course, the first symptom of raised cholesterol may be quite serious in terms of getting a heart attack or a stroke. So, you know, what gets measured gets improved. Health IQ is all about making the right choices and decisions when it comes to your long-term health. Having a regular checkup and knowing your numbers, knowing what your cholesterol is, is a great starting point for doing something positive 
and constructive about it. Generally, a fasting blood test is taken to measure what's called your lipid profile, which looks at your total cholesterol as well as your LDL, HDL and blood triglyceride levels. Your doctor will want to look at your results in the context of your overall health profile, including your family history, your other risk factors for heart disease or stroke, including your smoking, your weight, your activity levels, other medications, you may be on um, your blood pressure, etc. So it's an, an overall look. Sometimes it's called your Q risk, your overall risk of heart disease. Some people, particularly people with very high cholesterol or people with a family history, will need medication. There are several types of medication available for high cholesterol. The best known of these are known as statins. They block the manufacture of LDL cholesterol in the liver and reduce LDL cholesterol levels. They can also reduce blood fat and have a positive impact on raising HDL. Statins are generally safe, though can cause side effects, including raised liver function tests, sore muscles from muscle inflammation. About one in every 250 people now is thought to develop diabetes from being on a statin. And some people do experience feelings of confusion or memory loss on statins. And of course, they can interfere with other medications as well. It's really important to avoid grapefruit juice, for example, if you're taking statins. So, you know, medication certainly has its downsides. And the good news is that most people, most of the time, can significantly lower their cholesterol through positive lifestyle changes. A major study done in the United States compared people with high cholesterol with two treatment interventions. So the first group got statin medication and the second group got a what's called a diet. So the diet was quite radical and it included four food groups. First group was unlimited amounts of fruit and vegetables. The second food group was unlimited amounts of peas, beans and lentils and chickpeas as protein sources. The third food group was almonds and the fourth group was whole grains such as oats. And that was it. And uh, in both groups, cholesterol came down by the same amount over a six month period. Now, while that that particular diet would be considered too extreme for many people, I'm just mentioning it to highlight that dietary changes can significantly lower your cholesterol. If it's important enough for you to do it and with the right help and support, you can make those positive changes to make those positive, healthy swaps, positive, healthy lifestyle changes to not just improve your cholesterol, but improve your overall health profile. So let's just go through some of the more general ways to positively impact cholesterol and then some specific ideas in terms of diet. So firstly, in terms of your weight, if you're overweight, if you lose weight, uh, it will help your LDL cholesterol. Research has found if you lose 10 pounds of fat, that will take about 8% off your LDL cholesterol level. Regular exercise, I call exercise the greatest pill of all. Exercise is medicine and exercise has a really beneficial impact on increasing your HDL levels. It also lowers your LDL and blood fat levels. This benefit from exercise is seen both from aerobic exercise, I call it moderately intense. You can talk but not sing during it, building up a slight sweat. You can also benefit your cholesterol through strength training. So lifting weights at least twice a week very, very good for your cholesterol. Mindful practices have been shown to be beneficial for cholesterol. Laughter, you know, laughter being lighthearted, the, the word lightness of heart. Well, it is actually good for your heart health and also has a benefit on your raising your HDL cholesterol levels. 
And of course, dietary changes are the mainstay of positive lifestyle interventions in terms of your cholesterol. And really, when it comes to dietary changes, I think it's not about saying I can never have this or never have that. It's simply choosing more positive choices, foods that are more consistent with positive health gains in the longer term. You see, if you're running away from something in life, it means something is chasing you. That's an old African proverb. So if you're saying to yourself, I can never have a bag of crisps again, or I can never have a bar of chocolate again, you know, that's fine when your willpower muscle is strong, when your self-control is high, but when you're tired or when you're feeling stressed, um, then, you know, your brain is going to be saying, give me chocolate or give me crisps. And there's nothing wrong with having a bar of chocolate or a bag of crisps whatsoever. It's simply understanding that building healthy habits, eating more fruit, more vegetables, eating more foods that are good for you is far more sustainable over your lifetime as opposed to temporarily saying, I'm never eating this again or I'm never eating that again. If you're a leader who recognizes, particularly since COVID-19, that living with vitality and building a more resilient mind matter now more than ever for you and your team, then this podcast is for you. For further details, visit Dr. Mark Rowe Com. So just a few simple ideas uh, to consider um, as part of your healthy food choices and commitment to positive health and living with more vitality going forward. I think the most important thing when it comes to cholesterol and diet is this idea about knowing your fats, because some fats are really good for you and some fats are really bad for you. So firstly, the fats that are bad and the worst possible fats to be eating are known as trans fats. These are very, very harmful for your health, for your heart and for your cholesterol level. They increase inflammation, they increase heart disease and stroke, they increase LDL or bad cholesterol and reduce HDL or good cholesterol by as much as 20%. Trans fats are found in baked or fried foods, cookies, pastries, margarine spreads. They're often labeled as partially hydrogenated vegetable oils. So trans fats and partially hydrogenated vegetable oils should be avoided. Secondly, reduce your intake of saturated fat. Saturated fat is found in whole milk, it's found in cheese, it's found in high fat red meats. So by swapping saturated fat for more polyunsaturated fats, that can make a big difference in terms of your reducing your LDL cholesterol. And polyunsaturated fats are really oily fish like salmon, like sardines, like albacore tuna, mackerel, herring, sea bass. You can also find lots of polyunsaturated fats in flax seeds, different seeds, walnuts and other nuts are very, very high in polyunsaturated fats as well. Monounsaturated fats like olives, olive oil, canola oil, avocados and Tree nuts like almonds and walnuts and pecans and hazelnuts are also very good for your cholesterol. So this idea of knowing your fats, staying away from trans fats and partially hydrogenated vegetable oils, reducing your saturated fat and bringing in as much polyunsaturated and monounsaturated fat as possible. So think, think oily fish. Try and eat eight ounces of oily fish a week and, you know, swapping red meat for oily fish can be a great positive swap, positive change for reducing your cholesterol and improving your long-term health. The next point is all about, you know, thinking color. Try and eat a rainbow in color each day from beetroot and blueberries through to red peppers, because within that rainbow of color are more than 100,000 health-boosting phytochemicals that have a positive 
beneficial impact on every aspect of your health and well-being. And specifically with regard to your cholesterol, vegetables are quite rich in soluble fiber and phytosterols, which reduce the absorption of LDL cholesterol in the gut. Think soluble fiber. Fiber fills you up. Fiber makes you feel more full and less hungry and particularly soluble fiber. You see, we have Uh, bugs in our gut known as probiotics and they are healthy bacteria that feed on and digest soluble fiber and in doing that they reduce LDL cholesterol. Now soluble fiber is found in oats, ground rice, beans. I mean four and a half ounces of beans can lower your cholesterol by five percent if you eat them daily. Uh, Think lentils, think barley, think flax seeds, think berries, Um, Think apples, pears, and citrus fruits, which are very rich in pectin, which is a soluble fiber that lowers your cholesterol levels. It's important if you're increasing your fiber intake in your diet to do this slowly or else you may feel overfull, you may get some bloating, or you may get some abdominal cramps. Psyllium is a fiber supplement that's also rich insoluble fiber. Think nuts, almonds, walnuts, pecans, pistachios. They're very high in polyunsaturated fats. They are good source of fiber, good source of sterols, which reduce absorption of LDL cholesterol. And, you know, eating nuts regularly is a great way to promote more positive heart health. In fact, one and a half ounces of walnuts, just a handful of walnuts has been shown to lower your risk of ischemic heart disease. As I said, think of omega-3 fats. They're found in oily fish particularly. They lower inflammation, help thin the blood, reduce growth of cholesterol plaques on the artery walls. They reduce the rate of production of fat and triglycerides in the liver and overall can have a really beneficial impact on cholesterol and heart health. In terms of oils, think extra virgin olive oil. Extra virgin is less processed, it contains more antioxidants. And simply swapping butter for extra virgin olive oil may lower your LDL cholesterol by as much as 15%. In fact, if you get some extra virgin olive oil, mix it with red wine vinegar, um, a chopped clove of garlic and some ground pepper, you can make a delicious salad dressing. Avocado, of course, is very rich in oleic acid, which lowers LDL cholesterol. You can also use avocado oil in cooking. Think spices. Garlic may be very beneficial on cholesterol. Some research suggesting that a half a clove of garlic daily may lower your LDL cholesterol by as much as 9%. Lots of spices, the Indian spices, they are good for health in general, and they may also reduce your appetite. Some fortified foods contain sterols now to reduce cholesterol absorption, some granola bars and yogurts and so on. And this may reduce your cholesterol by 6 to 15%. Of course, you've got to watch the calorie content. Red wine, a glass of red wine is very rich in resveratrol, a powerful antioxidant which can boost HDL cholesterol. Of course, less is more when it comes to wine and alcohol as that in that more than one glass can cause an irregular heartbeat known as atrial fibrillation. Excess alcohol can push up your blood pressure and of course your blood fat and have a negative impact on your long-term heart health. Tea, black tea and green tea in particular, very, very rich in antioxidants and very beneficial for cholesterol. 
and keeping the best till the end uh, my own particular favorite dark chocolate very rich in theobromine which comes from the greek word theobroma food for the gods and indeed dark chocolate particularly when you get up to that very high percentage of cacao maybe 85 percent or higher it's very very rich in powerful antioxidants known as flavonoids it also contains polyphenols of course it comes from the cacao bean and of course beans are so good for us so beneficial for for health in general and this can lower h lower ldl and raise good or hdl levels so there are some ideas as to how to lower your cholesterol levels through positive lifestyle changes in summary it's all about knowing your numbers you know it's it's so interesting how you know we make our habits in life and then our habits make us aristotle said that all those years ago and it's really interesting how your everyday choices and decisions can make a big difference um over many many years if you just consider that you eat three times a day that's 1100 times in the next year that's 11000 times over the next 10 years small positive changes can make a big difference to your health to your cholesterol and simply allow you to live with more vitality Thank you for listening to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. For further resources to support you to live with more vitality, please visit my website, drmarkrow.com.